It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Katrinka Pogue and I recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago. As I began editing this week, I received word that she was in the hospital as a Monday before Thanksgiving in the United States of America. I've had the opportunity to text with Katrinka this week, and although her plans for this week were changed, she's still thankful. You'll quickly understand why I asked Katrinka to help me celebrate my Thanksgiving episode in 2022. What are you off to doing on this rainy day? I'm staying in today. I wish I could have said the same, but at 7.30, I was out the door to physical therapy. Oh, how's um, that going? Well, it's a ongoing event because it's a maintenance, because it's not a get better. It's maintain what I have as best as I can. Yeah. With my lymphedema. So... I'm thankful I have a therapist that can do that for me. And that's exactly why I wanted to talk to you again today. There you go. <laughs> I do want to thank you, Katrinka, for being willing to talk with me about Thanksgiving. As I thought about what I wanted to do for an episode around Thanksgiving, I was thinking about how thankful I am for my listeners. And I know you've been a faithful listener pretty much from the start. And I know you've been through so much. So I thought, why don't I get a hold of Katrinka and we can talk about Thanksgiving. All your posts on Facebook are so uplifting. And mm. I know you're a thankful person. So I wanted to chat with you about being thankful. And one other thing before we get started is that we're thankful for the things we see and have and what the Lord gives us, but also thanking Him for watching over us. Since I called you yesterday, we -hmm. were on our way to Walmart last night. And? And we were sitting at a stoplight and the car in front of us decided to back up. He did not see us. (laughs) Our car is a bit crunched, but we're fine. The poor guy, he was just shaking. He was so afraid he had hurt us. The Lord just gave us a calmness and... We are just so thankful no one was hurt. Well, that it wasn't at any greater speed than sitting still and backing up. Yeah. Because it doesn't take much speed to make it bad in an accident. This morning, going to physical therapy, I go an hour, hour and 15 minutes from here up to Mitchelltown above Hot Springs is where my therapist is, the person that knows how to do the therapy I need. And there were accidents, thankfully, not on the side of the interstate I was on, in between here and Covington. So I didn't have to deal with them on my side. And I'm sorry for the ones that were on the other side. And there were still even more on that side when I came home. And I was like, oh, my, in this rain. I pray nobody got seriously injured beyond crunching up cars. Yeah. A question for you. Have you been quilting? I have been. Okay. You got a particular pattern you're working on. Well, a coworker and friend of mine 
her mother has dementia and they had to clean out her house. And so she brought me something her mom had been working on and asked me to quilt it. And normally I don't do stuff for other people because I have a backup of my own Mm -hmm. stuff I need to work on. But I agreed to do this for her. So I've been working on that and it's pushing me to learn some new things, which is good, but it's sometimes hard to learn new things. Yes, it is. I'm thankful for the work that people bring me because it pays my bills and and sewing for a living and quilting also for a living is difficult. Sometimes it adds up to more than I expected as in the project that's in my lap as we're talking. I was told they wanted this quilt mended. Oh, no, no. She doesn't want it mended. She wants it totally remade. It's a double wedding ring quilt. And she threw it through the washer and the dryer. And I'm going, oh, my, you shouldn't have. It's a like an heirloom family thing. The fabric's very fragile. And all the, what we would call the background fabric that goes in between the rings themselves, disintegrated. So I'm sitting here hand-stitching in all that fabric. No. Yes. I thought I was just going to be replacing a few pieces here and there. No, no, all of them. All of them. You have a lot more patience than I do. I told the lady, I said, I don't know when I can get this to you. With my hands being numb, I can't sit and do hand stitching for hours and hours and hours without pinching nerves off in my neck. So it's going to take a while. And she says, okay. So there you go. Wow. (laughs) It's a quiet thing to do while we talk so we don't have sounds over top of what we're talking to each other. So... See, and that's why I thought of you. You take that situation and you just made a positive. I can sit here and not think about how long it's taking me to do this while we talk. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to be thankful for in life. Well, I'll just start when I was born to start with. We'll go all the way back there. My mother nearly died when she was five months pregnant with me. They never figured out what was wrong. But she survived to have me and another child on top of that, even. So I'm here and I'm figuring that's possibly what mutated some of my genes and destroyed my lymphatic system. Hence, I have all this lymphedema that I live with. But that being said, the Lord has used that in many ways. I'm thankful it didn't show up till. After I had moved out of my parents' house when I was 18, it was back in the day, and probably still some people today still do this. If a child has something that's quote-unquote not normal, they tend to shut them away from the world. And I wouldn't have done well at that. I'm really very much a people person, and that would have probably if not physically, emotionally destroyed me. So I'm thankful that it didn't happen till after I had moved away and I was out on my own to have to deal with figuring out what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then five years after that, 
I was living in Emory in Atlanta is where I got my final diagnosis of lymphedema precox is what I have, which is a genetic mutation. The gene that mutates destroys the lymphatic system, and it's hereditary. Once you have it, it's hereditary. I don't know how I ended up with it because nobody else in my family has it other than what I already described as a possibility of how it happened. Then with that diagnosis, life goes on. I've been told I have to get rid of my attitude. <laughs> I think, which of my many attitudes might that be? Oh, the one you don't like what you see, don't look. That one? Yeah, that one's got to go. I'm like, oh, no, the, all my attitudes, that one stays. <laughs> that one stays. I'm sorry. I can't change the way I look. I do the best I can with what God gave me to live with. And he gave me the ability to sew and make my clothes fit the shape I am or alter the clothes to fit the shape I am. And it's okay that... I look like this, and it's okay if you don't like it. You can just walk away. I can't. It's me. My lymphedema isn't me. I'm me in my heart. I'm the person that lives in this body, but I can't shed this body while I'm here on earth. Mm -hmm. So it's here. It kind of follows me around. <laughs> so that attitude stays. It's kind of strange to think of it this way, maybe, but I'm thankful that the Lord allowed this to happen in my life because years back, I knew the Lord for a long time, but I wasn't following him as I should. And I think he used this to be the very big sledgehammer upside my head to say, hey, wake up, turn around. I'm over here. You're supposed to be following me. I'm thankful he did allow this to happen to show me how much of need I have for him in my life and be able to continue on with life and be thankful. I woke up this morning. He, you know, I would have been fine going home to be with him, but still, he decided this morning I needed to wake up. And he had you call me. But Talk about being thankful. And there's just so much. I have a little house he gave me a year ago. Can you believe that? I've lived here a year. No, I can't believe that. That means <laughs> we talked. I didn't look it up. When did we talk before? Two years? Three years now? Yes, I was thinking about that just before you called. I'm going, when did we actually talk? Wow. He's given me a couple. It's a husband and wife. He's a contractor. They're in their 30s, have three young children, and they're giving me their time to do the labor I need done here at the house to fix things. He's given me the sewing work to be able to afford to buy the supplies we need, and they're giving me their time. That's a major. Not everything has to be major. I got a card in the mail yesterday from a friend and she said she was grateful I was her friend and that we would be friends forever. It's just little things. Sometimes it's just a card in the mail. It doesn't have to be big. Mm -hmm. 
I have many people in my life that have helped me over the years, and some have come, some have gone. Somebody you have for a friend today might not be with you tomorrow as a friend, but they were there for the season you needed them to be there. Who knew when I was 10 years old and God gave me the ability to sew how much I would need it now? Isn't that amazing to reflect on the things that we learn so young that may or may not have anything to do with when we grow up, but we look back and realize how our path was directed and so thankful for that? Yes. I, as a child, I was less than happy with all the responsibilities were handed out to me when I was only 12 of taking care of siblings of mine. And while my mother was working and my dad could no longer work. But now it's given me the ability to maintain and tend a house of my own. Whereas I know many lady friends that I have over the years they just look at me and it's like, how do you do that? I learned how to do it when I was really young. I managed a house when I was very young. I never realized when the people become widows or widowers or divorcees, either way, what their needs are because they have not learned over the years how to manage a home of their own. It was tended to for them, and they don't know how to do it themselves. Hence, there are organizations that provide assistance for people that need help in that regard. But again, I'm thankful that the Lord's allowed me to know how to do that. And I do have my accounting degree. And basically, I keep my own books for the house. When I had my shop for 11 years, I kept my own books for the business. And I had no clue I would be doing that. I did always want to have my own sewing business. And God's allowed me to have that over the years. It's officially not a business at this point. I do get paid for my work, but... I don't have a shingle hanging at this point, but back when I did, it was quite comforting to know that I knew how to keep the books and not have to pay somebody else to do it. We've talked before that I got to hike the Appalachian Trail in 93 with my former spouse and that 2,146 miles is a long ways to walk. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody say the other day, I told them I hiked the Appalachian Trail. They said, well, how much of it did you do? And I'm going, the whole thing, Maine to Georgia. And she said, what? God allowed me to do that after I had leg surgery that has allowed me to keep walking, debulking the legs so they're not so heavy. and. I was just telling them in church that God has used each of my hospital stays, and I have no clue how many there have been over the past 50 years I've been dealing with this lymphedema. He hasn't let any one of those hospital stays go 
unused in the sense that he's brought someone, be it a visitor, be it a doctor, a nurse, or a fellow patient, cross my path to, if not hear his good news of Christ and salvation, or just to be encouraged that it's possible to get through what we're going through with his help. He hasn't let any of them go unused, even though, believe me, I was in a lot of pain and a lot of misery. And even just everyday doctor's visits end up being useful for his kingdom, being able to share him with either student doctors like I got to the last time I saw my primary doctor or talking to the surgeon that did my endoscopy for me. It's God's doing to encourage people, be it through sewing or being ill. I don't find any reason not to be thankful. Life's not easy, but it is possible with God. Yeah. A different perspective. You're talking and you say the everyday doctor appointment. Well, most of us don't have an everyday doctor appointment. I don't mean every. <laughs> no, I just meant that <laughs> with what you're going through, you have to go to the doctors a little more often than the rest <laughs> of us. And that just shows your thankfulness in how you bless others and just the different perspective on that. And I'm yeah. thankful you're my friend. Well, I, I'm thankful you're my friend too. I was really tickled when you called yesterday because it was like, oh, good. I've been thinking about her. Each time I listen to one of your podcasts, I'm going, oh, I really should call her and we just should catch up on how things are going for her now. And my belated condolences on the loss of your mom, but it's not a bad thing. Right. The people we care about leave a hole when they're not there, but it's when you know their faith, it's not a bad thing. Right. They're not spring anymore. It was her time. Yes. I was curious, are you still making quilts for babies that come to your church? The yes. I just found out that there's yet another one coming. A new couple came Sunday night, and she's expecting her second daughter. She has four sons and one daughter at this point. And the second daughter is due the 28th of December. So, yes, I get to do that. And I have a friend in Atlanta, and she's wanting to make tops. She's not into so much quilt, having them quilted, because she doesn't quilt them herself. She pays somebody else to quilt them. She says, I'll make you baby tops. I said, that works. She'll make baby quilt tops and send them to me. And I'll quilt them and finish them off and label them off. The pastor's wife asked why I label them off from the church. I said, because I want them to know they're welcomed here. It's not about me having made the quilt or whoever helped me make the quilt. I just want them to know they're welcomed. And I get to put the verses on. It depends. Sometimes I put the, it's in numbers, 
the Lord's blessing. And then I always put the one raise a child up in the way they should go. That's in Proverbs. And sometimes I put the verse on there from Numbers 139. You're wonderfully and fearfully made. Verse on the back of the quilt. So they know that it's about the Lord. It's not about who made the quilt. That they are welcome to church. And we're here to learn about God. And there's times when I do up quilts for people that are hurting. Uh, one of the ladies at church a number of years back, she had been out on her roof painting the outside of her bedroom windows. She was standing on the roof and a rainstorm came up and it got slick on the roof tiles and she came off and shattered her hip and her pelvis. And she was in her living room in a hospital bed for quite some time. It just kind of gives me goosebumps when the Lord has me make a quilt. Again, somebody else had started this quilt top and I finished it up. And it was daisies. It's white daisies with a, a blue background. And I didn't know this, but daisies were her favorite flowers. And I made her a lap throw with it. And when I gave it to her, she told me daisies were her favorite flowers. And it's cool when the Lord does things like that. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's happened to me several times in either the color of the quilt went 100% with the coloration inside their home, whoever I handed it to. And her having daisies being her favorite flower, it's just really special that, you know, God even takes that and makes it so uniquely, specifically made for them. He gives you the things you need to have it be just the right way. Yeah, it is so much fun to see that happen. Mm hmm. And I want to thank you again for listening. I'm sure others listen every week, but I always know that Katrinka listens. It's fun. I'd like to meet a lot of the different ladies that you've spoken with. The similarities and paths, if we had seen each other and spoken to each other in person, some of the different people you've spoken with. It is exciting to see how similar we are, and yet everyone is so unique. I know. The, was it the G's Bends? Mm-hmm. The quilters there, it's like, wow. They didn't let anything go to waste to be able to have quilts over the years, and their quilting style is so different from going and buying a pattern and making it exactly like somebody else made it. Theirs are just theirs. It's not a set pattern. It's they put it together and that's the way it went together. Yeah. I loved how she said, I cut and cut and cut. And then the Lord tells me to sew. So I sew and sew and sew. And then he tells me when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's life. 
that we do when we do when we do. And then when God says it's done, he calls us home. Yeah. And I love how the Lord has been able to share this with so many different people around the world, not just in the United States, but people around the world are listening. Did you have somebody from England? I did just interview someone from England. And Joy Sims was in France. And I didn't know if you knew her or not, because Lois introduced me to her. I don't know of her, no. But yeah, it just amazes me. Can you believe my analytics shows we've had over 41,000 downloads? On your podcast? On the podcast. Wow. I look forward to every Monday morning when I wake up. And I'm thankful to have it. Your podcast keeps me company as I'm getting ready for the day on Monday. Ah. Uh, well, it really hit me that I knew you checked it out every Monday morning because the one Monday my email didn't go out and you were contacting me. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going, um, where are you? You don't ever, ever miss. <laughs> I had thought it went out, so I'm thinking, why is she asking this? What's wrong? <laughs> I've had to learn that I can't stand for long periods of time. It really bothers my back. I can't sit a long period of time. Again, it bothers my back. And I can't hand sew for long periods of time because with my hands being numb, I hold the needle too tight. Yeah. And it pinches the nerves in my neck. Mm -hmm. And so I have to stir it around. And what some people would think is the perfect way to set up your sewing room, everything right in order, right in hands reach and everything is totally wrong for me because I need to be forced to get up and move to the other side of the cutting table to iron. Yeah. Don't need the iron right beside me. I have to have a reason to have to get up and move. Yeah. I don't do it for the same reason as you do, but yeah, I purposely have my ironing where I have to get up and do it. As much as quilting does have you sitting or standing in one location, it's better to mix it up, go get you a cup of coffee or something a reason to move from where you've been for hours on end. I find it especially so when I'm sandwiching a quilt. It's a good thing to have some other reason to go, even go get in my car, drive down those two blocks, pick up my mail at the post office where I get my mail and come back just to not be still standing there. I'm going to look like the letter L upside down if <laughs> If I don't move because my back is going to freeze in one shape mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be able to stand up. I've actually done myself in before I put table risers underneath my table. Whoever invented them, thank you. They're bed risers, actually. But still, to put them underneath all my tables, being I'm not a terribly short person, to help my back a lot and not be so far bent. When you're standing at the table for hours on end, 
because it takes a bit of time to pin sandwich a quilt. I don't have a long arm. I have a sewing machine that has a deeper throat, 12 inches, that allows me to machine quilt easier than my just six inch opening and my standard sewing machine. But I pin sandwich it and I've been poked fun at for the hundreds and hundreds of pins I will put in a quilt. I have to remind them it can't move because I can't feel if there's wrinkles in the back of it. So it has to be pinned so it won't move. Yeah. And that entails hundreds and hundreds of pins. A full bed size quilt weighs tonnage when I get finished pinning it. And I can tell as I get more and more of it quilted, it gets lighter as I take the pins out. Have you seen the Martelli? I don't know what they call them. They're circles. I just bought a set for holding on to the quilt when you're sewing on your domestic machine and when you're quilting. And it fits on top of the quilt. And then rather than trying to hold on to that quilt, this holds it down. And Mm -hmm. it has a couple handles on it. And you can turn it a little bit that way. But like I said, I just bought a set. And I think it's going to be so much easier to put that quilt through my machine. After you attempt it and try work with it and let me know what you think of it. Beans, my hands are numb. I wear surgical gloves a lot when I'm sewing so I can hold on to stuff. Mm-hmm. And I use them to move my quilt around and hold on to the quilt. I think it keeps your hands safer, too. You can see that the material's smoother. Mm-hmm. And you put that circle on there, and they have a special grip underneath that's copyrighted. And it holds mm-hmm. the quilt. So rather than trying to hold on to that quilt, you're holding on to the circle, and it's a lot easier on your hands. Okay. Well, I'll have to see what that is, because... Needless to say, is things progress and things get worse. As I told you in our previous conversation, I'm not one to give up very easily. I have things to get done. (laughs) I'm still here. I nearly died 11 years ago, and I asked God to take me in when I was in ICU. Apparently he said not yet because I'm still here. (laughs) It just, I have stuff to do. I don't think he left me here to just sit. Mm Mm-hmm and not have my hands doing something. I did get the privilege this summer, our ladies Bible study group. This year, they asked me if I would do a sewing group. What I told them I'd do is just your basic mending, your sewing on buttons and how to do a hand-stitched, not having to have a sewing machine, sew your seam back together or put your hem in or sew a patch on by hand. So I got the privilege of having several people come that wanted to learn how to sew and just do general mending. And they were all, I've been doing it, but I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. I said, yeah, there's really not an absolute way of doing this. I've been told I quilt wrong. It works for me. And I figure if it works for me and it's staying together and somebody's warm underneath it, I must not have done too badly at it. It's just like, really? You've heard of the quilt police, right? Yeah. 
you have. They can be pretty vicious if they get a hold of you, but it's okay. It works for me. So I showed them how I do it. And some of them showed me how their moms taught them how to do it. I said, that's cool. You know, I've not seen it done that way. That works great. There's not an absolute in what I do. And how do you mend a quilt? I'm not sure, but this is what I'm doing. Basically, I'm appliquing over top of all these background pieces. The worst part is those very, very fine points that you'll find on the bigger piece that's in between the double wedding rings. It's not the easiest thing Mm -hmm. to get points absolute when you're appliquing something sharp down like that. But God's allowing it to happen. And to be able to share what God's allowed me to know how to do, to be able to share it with other people is a good thing. Yeah, what a blessing. In my quilting, I have a lady that's decided she's just not going to quilt anymore. So she's handing me all her fabric. So I'm going to have to go shopping in my fabric stash because I don't know what I have. Many times over the years of quilting, I've been handed boxes and bags of quilting fabric from different people and not necessarily all from here. I've had friends bring it back from having gone and visited their family. So I get to go shopping in my own sewing room because I really don't know what I have for fabric in there. And it's big pieces. It's not all little pieces. A lot of times it's big pieces. I mean, yardage. Enough to at least do a border, if not do a back. Wow. It's quite a blessing to be able to do that. So that has given me the ability and the supplies to do things. It's one of those things. Thank you is not a big enough thing to say to the Lord for everything he provides in life. I love that statement. It's not. It's just because he promises he'll provide our needs. And once you come to know the Lord, your wants become his wants for you. So I'm sure there's things we want that aren't anything on his list of things for us. But I'd say a good bulk of the things we want, the things he wants for us. Have you made a quilt in fall colors or a quilt that looks like fall or autumn? I have. There was a group I used to be in. We did what we called a brown paper bag exchange. And what we did was we put, I forget how many yards of fabric needed to be in there but enough to make a quilt. And we exchanged it with whoever's name we got matched with. Ours might have gone somewhere else, not to the persons we got. And I ended up with a bag full of fall fabric. And it was leaves. I think I did one of the turning 20 patterns. And the job was to make the quilt top and quilt it. And send back a finished project, not just a top. And I did. And I have one here that's 
orange and black and white. And the stars are gold. They're friendship stars. I made from blocks that I had been given years back in that group. They did a birthday exchange and we told them what colors we would like our friendship stars in. And whoever participated made you a block and signed it. So it's a signature quilt in a sense. And then 11 years ago when I was in the ICU, they did me friendship stars that I put together with those birthday stars and made me a lap throw. What are your plans for Thanksgiving this year? I'll probably be here by myself. I fix myself up a meal. And if I do a a turkey, which I probably won't because of the prices of things this year, but I will do up a chicken and I'll fix up my favorite vegetables to go with it and have a plate of food. And I will probably do, which is really strange for anybody else. I will probably take my fabric off the shelf that it got put on a year ago when I moved here. And I have yet to fold it and put it in a usable fashion since I moved because I've been busy working. I will probably take the afternoon to at least take my clothing fabric that sits on one set of shelves and organize it. And then come Christmas, I'll do my quilting fabric the same way because I just haven't had time to stop and do that. So I'll know what I have to work with and just be thankful I have it to work with to start with. Yeah. I'm just thankful I have a roof over my head and I get to be here and fix a meal, just fix a special meal. Nice. And as we've talked, I'm finishing up the second one of what I call the football shaped things that go here in this double wedding ring quilt. And then I've got the center pieces. I've got four of them laying over there to pin on to here to hand stitch down when I have a minute to sit and put some more of these pieces on here. Eventually it'll be done. I don't know when. (laughs) (laughs) Little by little. Little by little. That's how I do it. And any place I find that another piece of the fabric that's in actually the rings themselves, it's disintegrated. I get out my 30s prints and cut out little pieces and cover them over and applique them down as well and move along wow it will look like a brand new quilt when i get finished she'll be happy to have it back because she was quite devastated she had destroyed something that was an heirloom in the family by washing it at least i get to work with it clean (laughs) (laughs) thanks for letting me have the privilege of doing this It's always great talking with you, Paula. I so appreciate you sharing with me, and thank you so, so much. You're quite welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.